0: I'm Alex and I'm Teddy and I'm Spencer and we are the button Button mappers Mappers. hey the button mappers
1: hey everybody welcome to donkey kong month the month of donkey kong we're not doing donkey kong month I'm here with my dk mom
0: this isn't donkey kong Spencer will you do the honors DK Donkey Kong. He's the craziest ape that ever did song.
1: That's good. I have to add it to you. Um unfortunately, those type of beautiful lyrics were not present on the console we're talking about today. Special guest SNES mapper, what console are we talking about?
2: <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for having me here. It's a special episode for me. You know, I have to, you know talk about the super nintendo you know it's on my on my user handle and um you know very excited and thanks for the invite
3: oh is does that what that stands for
2: (laughs) what did you think it was (laughs) i thought it was
0: super nice educated student he did it when he was still a student
3: yeah yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) i thought it was super nintendo but
1: silly me anyways welcome to the show pleasure having you back thank you guys we are here, in fact, today, not talking about Donkey Kong, although some Donkey Kong may come up. We are talking about the Super Nintendo. This is our intellectual discourse, all about the console and what we know and love and you can expect from it. Um, Alex, what else might the viewers love?
3: Loving to know that it's not Donkey Kong month. And also, um, if you want to hear me rant about that, join us over in the Discord and I'll tell you why it's not Donkey Kong month. Uh, also, um we are on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Thank you. Where it's also not Donkey <laughs> Kong Month. Thank
1: you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, cool. So with these console <laughs> discourses, we like to kick it off with a little bit of history, a little bit of personal history. What is your personal history with the Super Nintendo?
2: Bruno, would you do the honors? Sure thing. Uh, mine is a little bit of a special, I guess, story story. That- Different than usual because I, I grew up in South America, uh, born born and raised in in Paraguay, so um, it was an interesting uh, place to be, you know, um, because you know back then you know games were, release dates were not obviously um, the games were being delayed because they had to be imported from from North America and things like that, so none of my friends had the uh, Super Nintendo when it came out in '91, uh, I believe. Uh, But my first exposure was my older brother had a Japanese classmate. And one time he invited us to watch movies in his house. So we went over there and his dad used to travel back and forth, you know, from South America to Japan for whatever, you know, business reasons and whatnot. So one of the things that he brought back from Japan to, you know, to South America was a Super Famicom, not a Super Nintendo, a Super Famicom. And that was my first, uh, I guess, it was in 1991. And the first time that I saw a uh, next-gen system, because up until then it was just the NES, you know, eight-bit uh, systems, and I was I was floored uh, when I first played. It, it was I only played one game. It was Super Mario World, and you know, my my older brother and his uh, friends they watched the movie, and I was in a different room just playing the uh, Super Famicom, and I was. Enamored by it and uh, that 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 was a turning point for me because up until that point, you know I I enjoyed playing the NES with my friends and whatnot But this the Super Nintendo or Famicom in this case, it really converted me into a I guess a gamer if you will and I just fell in love with Super Mario World, you know the colors, you know when you're a kid You know it, it just has uh, it had a, a special meaning, you know the colors the soundtrack the, the gameplay I was uh, it was like uh, I was in gaming on uh, Nirvana back then, and ever since, you know, I, ha- I haven't looked back. Uh, gaming is my main hobby, and I owe it to the uh, Super Nintendo or Famicom in, in this case. So, a lot of nostalgic memories. Um, and it wasn't until you know that was in '91, and it wasn't until 1994 when I first got my my own uh, Super Nintendo. You know, my parents could could not afford it. Uh, one disadvantage of being a gamer back then in South America was that. Both consoles and um, games were super, super, super expensive, um, like around $100 for a new game, for example. And of course, you know, the, um, the income there is much lower than, you know, in the U.S., so you really had to save up, and um, getting games back then was a very special occasion, you know, for your birthday or Christmas, and <laughs> that's about it. Um, so it wasn't until '94 that I got my first uh, Super Nintendo system, uh, bundled with the Super Mario World two controllers and Super Metroid. That was my the, my first two games So a pretty good way to start it was a late start, but uh, uh, I was uh, hooked uh, from 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 that point on to to the system I have a couple questions. Bruno. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old were you at that time? So in 91 is that, that this is gonna tell my my age right here, but I think in 91 I was six years old um, So yeah I was already mm, okay. exposed to to the NES up until that point. Even though I didn't own one, but my my neighbors and friends had one, so I would play, you know, Duck Hunt and uh, Super Mario Brothers and games like that. But um, yeah, I was six years old, I think, when I first played that Super Famicom, and then just fell in love with it. That means we started around the same time.
0: Um, and also, you said South America. What country, if you don't mind? Paraguay. Uh, Paraguay. Now, does that equate? So I'm looking at the release dates of the console, and this is in I
2: think Brazil, BR. Is that Brazil? Yeah, BR is Brazil. Yeah.
0: That says it came out on August 30th, 1993. So would that Whoa. basically? So so you said 94, right? Is when you got it?
2: Yes, but so, um, so yeah. the The system was available before then, even in Brazil, and you know Leo can probably chime in because uh, he's from Brazil, but um, typically um, in South America we, we had everything delayed by a couple months. Um, that date may be like the official quote-unquote official date. I know Brazil has some pretty strict custom rules, mm-hmm. and them being a bigger country, they have their own of, like official um, licensed uh, Nintendo offices in there, and sometimes... The, that was maybe the official date, but what back then and Leo can tell you this, a lot of people from Brazil, what they would do is they would go to Paraguay because in Paraguay everything was cheaper than in Brazil. Like Brazil has this crazy taxes on mm-hmm. um, imports. Um, like if you buy a console, obviously you have to pay like this extra fees and taxes um, and same thing with games. So people would come to Paraguay. And uh, buy their games and systems from there and then go back to Brazil. So uh, Leo and and I always joke about that.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So so it probably got imported many, many times
2: over before it officially released in Brazil. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, if I had to guess, it was out probably a couple of months after the North American release. And I don't know when when that was. I think it was in 91 or... August 23rd, 1991. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Wow, what a story. Yeah. You guys really had to fight for your games. That's <laughs> excellent.
2: Yeah. Uh, conversely, I, I just want to add something. Um, they had, and it's really weird, and I, I wish I had a little bit more time to look this up, but they had pirated uh, games. So you didn't necessarily have to buy the you know original cartridges. They would sell these um, like "Quote unquote pirated games, but they would work just fine, and they were like half the cost of a official uh, Nintendo, you know, cartridge or whatever. So we had alternatives for uh, <laughs> for playing it uh, in a cheaper way, and that just became the norm uh, on the next generation with the PS One. Uh, piracy in South America for those games was like out <laughs> out of out of this world, you know. Wow. Like games were so cheap. Like uh, I'm talking about like PS One games were like five bucks." Um, so no one would buy official games so uh, that that i'm sure hurt sony <laughs> uh, in terms of revenue but um yeah it, it's just a, a piracy heaven uh, down there in, the, in south america you know back in the 90s that's so cool what a tale
1: yeah i know like the master <laughs> system has been really popular over there which is interesting because the master system is not popular over here
2: it, that was popular only, as far as I'm concerned, in Brazil. Like Brazil, for whatever reason, right. was Sega country. But um, yeah. Paraguay, Argentina, Chile, most of the other countries were uh, Nintendo, Nintendo yeah. land. Um, I, I should have clarified by there I meant Brazil, mm-hmm. but I understand that
0: you know you're from Paraguay, but mm-hmm. very cool, Spencer. Uh, so I was about I was about his age, uh, Bruno's age. I would think I was. I got it for my fifth birthday. My parents got it for me. I'm sure they regretted that, because <laughs> I have a long history of my dad not liking that. But they got it for me for my birthday, and I'm a twin, so I had to share it with my brother. And I got way more into it than he did. And yeah, we had Super Mario World, and that was it for the longest time. We couldn't even put it in our own room; we were too little. So he, they had, to, we had to go to another room and play it. And then eventually, we coaxed our parents into letting us move it in there. And we had, uh, we rent games from Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? remember those guys uh, and then we would uh, play uh, let's see our friend ga- my, my sister's boyfriend once dumped games on us which was like the biggest blessing for us and gave us uh, Zelda a Link to the Past um, all through no, no 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 a couple other games and we ended up collecting the Star Wars games because we were big Star Wars fans and um, loved that console That was that was the console I grew up on so there, that's my story. Not as exciting as Bruno's, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you rent a lot? Oh my god. Like every month we would get to rent one game. And so we'd pick and choose little things. And I think I ended up getting... That's where I ended up getting Final Fantasy 4, 2 over here. And we got uh, Super Mario RPG. So early, in, early instances of playing RPGs and having no idea what I was doing. And just like swearing them off for a while because like, I couldn't figure it out. I remember playing Super Mario RPG. And I my, uh, again, I'm a twin. And so we'd we'd play it. I'd play it. And I was like, my brother's like, when can I play? I was like, when I die. And then we'd just be like <laughs> jumping around. And I was playing for like three hours. <laughs> well, that's probably why he hated the console. Yeah, it's like, Looking it's not as into it as you. I can't, I can't even you play. You were the douchey brother. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it was a cool console. I loved it
1: excellent alex what are your memories with donkey kong (laughs) i got my
3: super nintendo of summer of 1999. oh we have malta here i was kidding um no um so this is actually the first console we're we're doing a discourse for that's older than i am um you know i was born 94. um i'm a little baby so
0: so you know i grew up
3: um i grew up with the um playstation 1 and n64 uh, whenever i was a child but I do have a story about the Super Nintendo. Um, so I used to have a neighbor that lived next door. Uh, she was about, I think she was about 15 whenever I was about, I don't know, like five or six, like, like somewhere around there. And she used to babysit me a lot. I would go over there and play her Super Nintendo. She had um, Super Mario World and DK Country. I uh, played those games all the all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> at, at, at some point around either 99 or 2000, she just decided to give me that stuff so my my Super Nintendo that i have now along with my mario world and country are those very same copies hmm. um, that i played whenever i was very young uh, of course you know whenever you're a kid you don't care if it's an old game you're like oh for free games yeah yeah, yeah. you know because you know games are games yeah um and from then uh from, from there on i didn't you know i don't think retro collecting was a thing really back then you know people just kind of sold what they had bought the new stuff you know um but i was able to get um a link to the past fairly soon after that i got street fighter 2 turbo uh, i i got a few crappy like movie games like the jungle book and we're back at dinosaur story you played those because you know it's all i had so i gotta play them. um and you know from then on i started to play games here and there but you know they weren't really like a common occurrence because you know by that point the xbox and ps2 had just come out and stuff so um i've spent so much time playing dk country though like that is such a important part of my childhood and uh yeah i'm just happy i have that original super Nintendo. that's like i don't really play it that much anymore because i have other ways to play those games but
1: like i really don't want to part ways with it for that reason hmm. yeah you are a super country fan you know that game like the back of your hand i sure do not as
0: good as i am though if you'd see that map out hey hey teddy what about what's your story with the super nintendo well it's funny you should ask i don't have one i
1: didn't grow up with the super nintendo i've never owned a physical super nintendo the closest i have is an snes mini but my history with the super nintendo was in uh this kind of um i don't know longing for or desire to play it it was always a kind of item of oh my gosh, that thing sounds so cool. People who are older than me used to talk about the Super Nintendo being the coolest thing. And I had an N64, and I mean, you know, I mean, I love my 64 for sure. I love my experiences with it. But I didn't really know about the Super Nintendo experience. I didn't know about the Metroid experience. I didn't know about a lot of that. The closest I came in my formative years was playing the Game Boy Advance and playing a couple Super Nintendo ports to it. Uh, I had played A Link to the Past on the Game Boy Advance. I I played Donkey Kong Land. I found a manual for that. I might have played Country on the GBA. I don't remember. But I was always nostalgic for that style of gameplay because it was something kind of foreign to me. And it's actually been a real treasure to experience in the modern era compared to what we've seen gaming look like for the past 20 years. It's just such a strikingly different approach to games, and I know we see this kind of 2D platformer revival nowadays, but really the Super Nintendo is where it hits hardest. And I've I've really seen a lot of the games from that era hold up strikingly well. I think there's a there's a I mean, kind of like heading back
3: to like what you said, I think a lot of people that I've talked to that are into retro games, like this this era of like the 16-pin consoles, were like, you know, it, like it was it. Like, I think a lot of people fell off after that, um, you know, moved on, you know, didn't want like the, 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 the 3D games. I think a lot of people look back at this era being like, this is like the deep, deep pinnacle
1: of uh, old school gaming. Oh yeah. I was thinking to myself before we came on today, you know, with when you get to the N sixty four and the GameCube era and so on and so forth, with you know the first party Nintendo games, it becomes debatable. Now, I tend to stand on the side of like I really like Zelda three D, I like Mario three D, but it's when you can get into that argumentative state. You can't argue against Kirby Superstar. You can't argue against. I mean, you could argue against like Star Fox SNES, I guess, but it, like most people love it. Uh, You can't argue against Super Castlevania 4. You can argue against Castlevania 64 heavily. Um, And and I will. And I will. (laughs) We know. The examples are endless. And the Super Nintendo, I think the only ones that you could say maybe it got better over the years, especially definitively, is like F-Zero and probably the Mario Kart series. But otherwise, um, really iconic games on the console.
3: It's probably Spencer. It's probably a big, big era for you because you know RPGs. Nope.
0: Nope. No, really? No. I mean, nope. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so. Uh, no, I didn't get into RPGs until well, after, well into the uh, almost PS2 era.
3: Well, it does house your favorite RPG, so you could at least have that. No,
0: no, no. It, it's a huge RPG boon. It's not as big as PS1, but it's still a big RPG. Like you can see the the steps. Um, Looking back, I love the the RPGs, but at the time, no, it, it was com- any RPG I played on there was completely incidental and immediately forgotten. <laughs> Console Kev put it well. I don't know if it was on our archive on, for Chrono Trigger, or if it was
1: for like a Twitch stream he was doing, but he said like from PS one era up, that's when the RPGs just became like that's when it really became bountiful. With the Super Nintendo, it's like you could hold them all in a palm of your hand, and the RPGs that people mention are the same ones yeah nothing against them i think there are some really good super nintendo style rpgs but as far as on that system yeah i think compared to like genesis turbo graphics i mean you're you're going super nintendo but it's it's predictable when you ask somebody what rpg should i play in this console it's going to be earthbound super mario rpg um breath of fire um chrono trigger final fantasy three
0: Three. (laughs) if you're in japan that that changes a little bit
2: it's funny because uh growing up um a lot of my friends did not care for rpgs myself included i remember uh, renting i think chrono trigger might have been my first um rpg that i played on the system but it was a a turn-based rpg i don't remember because i played it for just a couple minutes and i was like you know i'm not enjoying this like I, the the turn-based concept I could never wrap my head around it because I was like okay I'm hitting the enemy and now he's hit, uh, you know attacking me um, that concept just was so foreign to me like I was Same. so used to the action real time like as uh, Zelda Link to the Past for example where if you're a really good player you won't ever get hit by an enemy right you can you know dodge your way around and hit him and you know defeat enemies whatever so uh, turn-based RPGs was such such a foreign concept and almost you know, in, in my circle of friends, at least, it was almost uncool to play RPGs on the Super Nintendo, which, you know, now that I'm older, um, you know, I do want to go back and explore some of those um, games. Um, but um, and it's, it's just funny because I think the Super Nintendo has some pretty heavy hitters, you know, when it comes to RPGs. But uh, yeah, growing up, uh, we thought it was uncool. You know, we would much rather play, you know, platformers or sports games or, um, you know, um, Metroidvania games and things like that. Uh, and you know back then it's
3: much harder to research like you know what's what of the games are on super Nintendo? now i can look at my thing and see every game on the switch and be like oh i know exactly what i want to play you know back then it's like whatever you had i can tell you and i forgot these two games because i just kind of blocked them out of my memory but i also <laughs> had two more games I, f- I forgot to mention and i've spent an embarrassing amount of time with them um first one was pac-man 2 the new adventures i would not recommend playing that game it's not great um it's it kind of sucks uh but i spent a lot of time playing that game because i mean i didn't have any many games and i also played these the, the sds version of wing commander which i also would not
0: recommend um i played, you suit. know it's
3: just yeah it's just like that's what i had so that's what i had to play you know
0: <laughs> there's something to be it. said about being a poor gamer like like <laughs> like when you don't have any money and like you got to work to get the one game Like, I used to treasure the games and, like, explore them in and out and be like, I'm going to tear this fucking game apart. And now it's like, oh, this took me, like, a couple, you know, like, two hours to get this game, like, of work or whatever. I'll try it. Fifteen minutes in, not grabbing me. (laughs) Let's see what else they got. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's tangential though. Like, I think nowadays, like, even if you are like a broke gamer, I mean, most people have access to the phones and the laptops and can just do whatever. I mean, I did play a little bit on a PC back in the day, like free to play games.org or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that, like the value of that cartridge meant so much more. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't really think the kids have that same kind of um, value
0: to the what they own. I think they do. Well, because like the most popular games are free. So so that that concept still holds true and they play the shit out of those games. I'm telling you. They they will tear Fortnite apart and play every little bit of it. They'll they'll play Minecraft until their fingers bleed. They'll learn every little thing about it. Like I, my nephew will talk to me about that game like it's mm. like a bible. Like like yeah. like I should know everything too. Like, that's the funny part. We're yeah. talking to kids; they assume you know everything that they're talking about. But then, 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 you know, they'll be like, "I took down the dragon, and uh, we built a nice fortress. Added the custom skin <laughs> to it. It's, like, and I'm just so impressed that they're so into it. Like I, yeah. they're more into those games than I think I've been into any game ever. It's super important. You know that's, just, that's just part
3: of being a kid. I used to do that shit too. I used to go to a mom and be like, Look, mom, look what I did in this game. And she's like, Come look for me. And she'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't this <it> so cool? <laughs> I, 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 I was washing the dishes. Can I go wash the
0: dishes?
1: <laughs> I guess what I mean is like we develop these nostalgic attractions to our consoles and to our games. And I don't know if the kids can do that with a PC or a phone. I guess they really love their phones and PCs.
0: so What do I know? But that's a tough one to decide because, well, because the, the consoles you can like put a flag on it, right, and be like the Super Nintendo era. The this is my original console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they gonna say? Like, this is my iPhone 8S? <laughs> <laughs> like, I t- this is my original iPhone. Played Fortnite on.
3: There. I have so much time playing flappy bird on this thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to see those um but back to the super nintendo um you guys want to to maybe go around the go around the room and maybe list like a game each you know or something or
1: yeah how about i had this next how about a favorite super nintendo moment or a not favorite
3: okay let's go first
1: i guess I can tell I you will.
3: a hor- horrible one. Oh, okay, go.
0: Yeah, ahead. start
1: with that because I, I have to think for a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like the opposite of what he asked for. Good. No, he said a terrible, a bad one. Oh, did he? Okay. Any just memorable moment? It could be a good oh, memory or a bad okay. memory. I
3: get you. I get
0: you. Uh, I think I've said this on this, on something before, but uh, like I was, I was mentioning earlier, my dad was not a fan of video games, and I was uh, I was playing, and this is where I learned not to pick third party controllers because they'll always fuck you over. Uh, I was using a third-party Super Nintendo controller, and the button started sticking. And I was playing Donkey Kong Country 2, and I couldn't... It was in the... So, when we... I don't want to spoil I think. Anyway. So, <laughs> the Donkey Kong Country 2, there's a part with honey. And there's, like, bees yep. and stuff, and you yeah, have to jump beehive, up the thing. Yeah. Well, in that part, my my controller was sticking, so I couldn't do the jumping stuff right. And I was crying about it. And my dad came in from another room, grabbed the controller, and smashed it in half, and then walked away. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which didn't make me stop crying <laughs> certainly on the other foot um oh, but man. that would be a really depressing moment i'm glad that he did it but i wish his tact was a little bit smarter <laughs> i think your effect. controller may,
3: your controller may have been more advanced because maybe it was like getting the, like some of that
0: honey down into the button you see <laughs> yeah mm, it's getting the effect of the honey Yeah, exactly. Well, as a kid, you don't even think about the technology behind it. You're like, it just doesn't work on honey levels. Like, I don't know what's going on. Just (laughs) control it. It's (laughs) the honey levels. Damn it. Yeah. So there's my depressing story.
1: Aw. I guess I'll liven the mood. Uh, Oddly enough, Donkey Kong Country 2. I played it with my roommate uh, a couple years ago. And we would pass the controller like every time we died. He ended up taking down K. Rule. He knew the game a little better than me, but it was my first time clearing the game, and it was it was fun to experience like a one player game that way. Especially like nowadays, we don't really do that a lot. We kind of moved from this era of like local play a game together. It still exists, but it's not the norm. And so it was it was fun to be able to do that with somebody around my age.
3: I would definitely have to say Duck Kong Country 2. I'm just kidding. 1, actually. Um, Not 3? No. Well, you know what? I have... You know what? I could say 3 for a minute. I've, I've had a copy of 3 all my life. It doesn't save. Um, so I've played the first half of that game so many times. Um, but Country 1, I can remember my first time um, actually, like, fully completing that game. Because the last, like world of that game gets pretty brutal and whenever you're a kid you know it's it can be hard um so i remember my first time actually beating came rule being like oh my god and then from then on it was just like a regular thing like i knew like all the secrets i knew you know everything about that game so i just got to the point where where like there for a while i could i could steam my like roll my way through that game in like under an hour and i was so proud of that um i don't know if i could right now because I'm, I'm i'm a little rusty but um that was a big moment for me it was like bdk rule getting like the fake credits and then they, like
2: the the second boss fight i was like
0: <gasps>
2: <laughs> yeah for me uh something that I, I guess i forgot to mention even though i grew up in you know in south america i would come every year to the us for two months that was my re- reward for getting good grades in school my mom's uh, sister she she's been living here in Florida for. Very very long time. So I would visit her every year as a kid, Um, and um, you know I have a lot of you know fond memories of going to Toys R Us, and that was me taking advantage because you know in South America you know game prices were uh, very very expensive, Um, and games were cheaper here you know especially older games. So you know uh, every year I would come here and go to go to Toys R Us, and um, I don't know if you guys remember if it was uh, they had these um, stickers or. Pamphlets that you had to take out and then take it to the front desk, and they would give you the game there and, and buy them. And so a lot of fond memories of you know old school, you know Toys R Us purchasing games in there, and also renting games from uh, Blockba- uh, Blockbuster, you know, which is you know uh, gone. I, th- I think both are gone, you know, Toys R Us and Blockbuster. So definitely a lot of uh, you know good memories of uh, you know in mid 90s, you know, just shopping Super Nintendo games, and I I, I do have. Another um, story, Donkey Kong Country 2 related because that game came out, <laughs> that, that game came out um, when I was visiting my you know my, my aunt here in Florida. It was around the holiday season and I remember she had a Super Nintendo so uh, she gifted that to me for Christmas of 95. <clears throat> and then uh, I remember my, my na- the, the neighbors uh, were around my age so they would come every day to play that game. And I remember one time it was like pouring, raining. And they were just waiting for me outside. You know, we, we went out for like grocery shopping uh, with my aunt and then came back. And they were just waiting outside there to, to play uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 with me. So I have a lot of fond memories of playing that with uh, with the uh, neighbors. Uh,
3: you know, and that's the thing too, is that like, I think like my my personal taste, it's, it's no secret that I would highly prefer the Genesis over the Super yeah. Nintendo. But um, the Spencer, I'm not even saying anything. I just said that one thing. Don't even make that face at me um this would just making a stupid fucking face um but now he's sideways um but when it comes to like the first party the games or just games that really stick out on super nintendo like the yeah the dk country trilogy like i have all of my original cartridges for that you know for that series because it means so much to me and that you know would lead to me to become a big Rareware fan you know and you know i still have my mario world i still have my link to the past you know like those games made such a big impact
1: you know <laughs> God, I love Donkey Kong Month. (laughs) What a special. It's not Donkey Kong Month! (laughs) Speaking of Donkey Kong, what do you guys think are the best games on the Super Nintendo? I was thinking maybe three per person. I will begin. If you say Donkey Kong, you're out. (laughs) DKC. D- one, DKC two, <laughs> and not DKC. No, DKC. One, Donkey Kong Country, um, Super Metroid, and I'm gonna go Earthbound.
3: Mm,
0: interesting. That's such oof. a oof. Yeah, <laughs> go, if somebody else has a list. You can go for it.
3: Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Donkey Kong Country one. No, no shock there. Um. Fuck, Teddy. Want you have to say yours first. Um, f- fucking Super Metroid, I guess. <laughs> so, the second one's a toss up. I, you know what? I'm gonna say probably probably Mega Man X. But, um, you know, I was gonna say Star Fox Two. Am I allowed to say Star Fox Two? Because it's not. Yeah. Because no. like it didn't actually come out. I which, wouldn't do that. Know, like, but but it but it did come out. It's not yeah you know, not on the like Super Nintendo. Came out on a Super Nintendo Mini.
0: <laughs> <laughs> came out as a ROM.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was like, because that, that game was fantastic, but it didn't actually release. So I, w- I won't say that. I'll say uh, Mega Man X.
2: The, you know, not, now that you mentioned Star Fox 2, you know, I was so excited because I never played that game. I know it was available to play via, you know, emulators and whatnot and whatnot throughout the years. But one of the most exciting things for me was I think it was included in a Super Nintendo Mini, but also they released it on the uh, Nintendo Switch um, mm-hmm. online service. So I was so excited to finally play that game because I'm a huge fan of the original Star Fox and I'm a huge fan of the Super Nintendo as a system, obviously. And, you know, I, I played it and I just could not get into it, man. Oh. I don't know. It just, uh, it's just Are too Are you just old. trying to hurt me? <laughs> but I was so, like, hurt, man, because I was I was I I wanted to enjoy it and I, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, they had that free-range mode type of ideas yeah. included in the game, but um I, I could not get into it so i was pretty bumped out you know i i, I only played it, only played it for for a few minutes through the uh, switch but um disappointed that i did not enjoy the game unfortunately
3: i would love to get a uh, a rom like i don't know like a you know they like have version yeah, exactly, yeah 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 like, yeah like a cartridge version of that because that's honestly probably one of my favorite Star Fox games um, i really enjoyed that
2: bruno what were your top three uh, mine i have to put super mario world at number one that game is responsible for me being a a gamer, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Number two, easy, uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Very nostalgic game for me. Number three, um, man, (laughs) it's so hard, man, because there's so many games I want to mention, but uh, it's probably uh, Super Metroid. But since you guys mention it a lot, I'm going to throw a third-party game and put um, Street Fighter 2 in there, because that was a childhood favorite of, of mine. Who's your who's your uh, fighter uh honda <laughs> oh. <laughs> honda and Ken. yeah i like just...
3: i like dulcie i like to stretch my limbs out <laughs>
2: honda was you know uh, just smash that x button you know and do the <laughs> i
3: i'm glad you mentioned link to the past because if you were doing top five that would have been on mine for sure that game mm-hmm. is directly in, uh, uh, responsible for me not liking ocarina of time <laughs> because it was my favorite you know my first zelda game um mm-hmm. and it kind of established my taste for Zelda games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alex joining
0: the Ocarina Time remap confirmed. <laughs>
1: I'll,
3: I'll do it, but you won't like it.
0: <laughs> that's funny. I have the same thing as Alex, but I have the exact opposite opinion. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> our dynamic. Uh, I think the top three to me would have to be Super Mario World, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid. That always seems to stand out as the big three. So,
3: No one said Kirby's Avalanche.
0: No, they did not. It was personal. That must would be very game. different.
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dream Course is a golf game.
0: Yeah, I love that game. By the way, it is a good game. I'm, I suck at it, but I did too. It was fun. <laughs> Superstar is great.
3: I mean, okay. Dreamland Three is great.
0: But mm-hmm. I, I, think those three games are like the pillars of Super
3: Nobody
1: Nintendo. Nobody mentioned Yoshi's Island, which I also love. Yoshi's Island,
0: like, like is fantastic.
3: Game.
1: Star Fox One is really damn good. Like that, mm-hmm. that would be top five for me.
2: Yeah, yeah so that's
0: fun. a great game. Teddy, I think it's very bold you picked Earthbound. I think you're going to get a lot of hate. I also picked
3: You know,
1: Earthbound. I debated putting Chrono Trigger over it, but, I mean, just from what I've experienced of Earthbound, I really like it. Mm. I want to pick Super Tennis. Might have to put that in the archive. <laughs> Throw that in the archive. <laughs> super, ten- super Tennis? Super yeah, tennis
0: Super Tennis. Oh, okay. RPG
1: mode. Speaking of tennis... Let's volley our way to the next topic. SNES music. What are some of you guys' oh, favorite God, soundtracks? Without <laughs> talking about country.
0: Because I'm just going to talk about again.
1: country again.
0: Do-do-do. <laughs> do do do, do,
3: do, 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 do. Yeah, dude, Country too has the better soundtrack. David Wise, man. Ugh. The, uh, ugh. Secret Brush Symphony is, like, in my
2: heart always. Yeah. Yep, that song, man, triggers yeah, you know, nostalgic <laughs> memories immediately, man.
1: <laughs> uh, you guys gotta fully play ukulele in the Impossible Lair. The soundtrack is a love letter to the countries one and two. You I played the first that. one and I thought it
2: was the soundtrack was decent, and I think David Wise was part of the. the no, that person. was yeah, that was rent, but rent the second one, on that one too,
1: I think. is like I'll forward you a song that's that is a remix of Star. What is it, Sticker? Brush Symphony. Sticker Brush Symphony.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've
1: played uh, a, 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 a little bit of Impossible Lair and it was good music. So favorite soundtracks for me, I do really like the Earthbound soundtrack. The Super Mario World uh, jams are really good. Even that Game Over theme. Da da
0: da da da. da. Plus Bruno can do the boss doors. <laughs> <laughs> Give somebody some Taco Bell. I think anybody can do those boss doors. <laughs> it's always a plus. Boss stores and Taco Bell. I'm gonna say something controversial. I think Kirby Superstar has better music than Mario World.
1: Go. Fight me. <laughs> I just said it. What do you want me to go? Oh, just like give your best Kirby I... impression.
3: I don't know, it's Kirby.
1: That's Smash Brothers. What?
3: That's Kirby.
1: <laughs> I heard that song on the Ed Sixty Four because it's fucking
3: Kirby. That's why <laughs>
1: they played that on the Dreamland stage <laughs> from Kirby. I don't know what you're talking about. I see. Bruno, it's... you got any uh, standout music?
2: Yeah, um, it's gotta be number one. A link to the past. Um, Kakariko Village theme. That was the first time, and you know the OG. A Dark World uh, theme. That was my cell phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ringer, awesome. whatever uh, ringtone for for a while. So um, just yeah. the
3: opening scroll
2: whenever the Triforce flies across the street goes. Oh, oh, that sound.
0: Oh. and
2: then the, the intro music. You know, when the, the file. Man, yeah, that nothing can top that for me. <laughs> I just don't like how
1: the dungeons all have the same track.
2: Hmm,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. To Fair enough. I guess I'll be I guess I'll be that guy um, Chrono Trigger <laughs> What? <laughs> and Earthbound uh, Earthbound has I don't know if it's better music But it's certainly creative <laughs> they, have, they do so many different things with that um, Final Fantasy 6 has good music for that I mean it has a whole uh, Opera scene But you gotta check out So Good RPG you, music That's my intention.
3: Teddy mentioned Super Castlevania 4. Uh That game's got a great soundtrack. Mega Man X has a fantastic soundtrack. I, uh, I psh, fuck man.
2: Same Street games. Fighter Fox Two.
1: Super Nintendo has a super good soundtrack.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Street Fighter Two. Yep. Street Fighter Two. Yes. Man, I I remember I used to go to the options menu and they had the they had their own like soundtrack. You could listen to the songs and I would listen to like the, you know Ken stage uh, Ryu stage and. Uh, Great, great soundtrack and killer instinct, too. I remember getting the uh buying the game and it came with the uh, killer cuts CD soundtrack. Yeah. With man, love that! Man, I,
3: I shared the uh theme for uh I think it was glaziest on Facebook uh, like a month ago. <laughs> it was super awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, that that song is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, Yoshi's Island fantastic music, very bubbly, very colorful. Um, it's just fun. like yeah like that's the one thing that i can say about the super nintendo for sure is that like i don't know if i've played too many games that just had fucking awful soundtracks i mean maybe like kids games or something but who's playing licensed kids games now you know who's playing home improvement on a super nintendo nobody <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> i played ninja turtles how was the music i don't recall I, i'm not a big music guy okay it's probably shit though
3: how were the turtles
0: shitty no there's the tournament fighter was not good i did play turtles in time which was a lot better i don't remember spencer went in thinking he was playing a turtle simulator like
1: oh boy i get to see these teenage turtles yeah at the zoo oh boy i get to be a turtle
0: (laughs) oh no they're fighting each other
1: i get to play as franklin everybody's
3: favorite turtle
1: yeah franklin
3: um and I would also like to comment on the Super Nintendo controller. If you guys want to talk about that for a second, it's pretty fucking nice. It's, it's, a good, it's a good controller. It's got the it's got the four buttons. It's got the D-pad. It's got the shoulder buttons. Like that's that's basically what PlayStation would do for the foreseeable future.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the. Uh... I guess biggest innovation nowadays, it's, you know, commonplace, but the, the trigger buttons, I think that was the first controller to have the L and R, you know, buttons. And, um, yeah, you just added those two buttons in a really nice position. Uh, in my opinion, much better than the s uh, six-button controller for, you know, that Sega came out later with the uh, Genesis. Ah, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, bro. And, the, and then the uh, they had the... Oh, concave and convex kind of like, you know, shape on the on the buttons, you know, the Y and X and the B and A that kind of gave you that tactile feedback, you know, when you were playing games. Very easy to just, you know, know where where where, where were you, you know, without looking at the controller. So it, it was a decent controller or a pretty good controller for, you know, back in the day. It might My... be nice, but you don't bat mouth
0: the six button Genesis pad, OK? Oh, it, on, was <laughs> um, the, the... it was made for aliens. The Made
3: for fighting games. Yeah. Thank you.
0: OK sure alien the, fighting games alien, yeah alien fighter <laughs> so there was a I'd, I'd buy that my only issue with this super nintendo controller is the start cosmic and select carnage. Buttons. the start and am sorry the start and select i mentioned buttons. an
1: alien fighting game go ahead one more time <laughs> my cosmic issue, carnage hidden
0: gem time <laughs> my only issue with the super nintendo controller is the start and select buttons i never liked how they were like mushy like mm-hmm. they just they didn't seem they didn't like have a click
2: to them yeah so. you have to like you know, hit them pretty hard sometimes in order to for them to work. <laughs> Put
3: your thumbnail down in there. Yeah, <sighs> so that you was know, my only sticking point.
1: point. Sometimes my dog would confuse the Super Nintendo controller as a bone, and that could be really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> By the way, I don't have a dog, but <laughs> or, I like or a Super controller. Nintendo. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Get> one. <laughs> right, Alex, want to do a little uh, metal cheese center lid?
3: Hey everybody, Metal Cheese is here. and talk to you about the Super Game Boy on the Super Nintendo. I actually had that thing. I think it was pretty fucking cool when I was a kid. I Me mean, too. Only way
0: to play Pokemon.
3: Yeah, I mean, play Pokemon. I played other stuff on there. Something like that's It's stupid shit. Like, I played, like, the Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat, which is fucking terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I had it, so I was like, well, we'll put a new point on the TV. and You know, it's fucking, like you know, playing a two-button fighting game. That, that doesn't work. Um... I think it was cool. So that that was, that's my Metal Jesus hidden gem.
0: (laughs) Okay. Teddy's waiting for the segment to pick up. I hate to, I hate to inform him that it is already finished. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Metal Teases
1: here. Why why are you,
3: (laughs) why are you giving me a full segment for Metal Jesus?
1: (laughs) The point is to introduce it as hidden gems. Like, hey guys, what hidden gems do you bring to the table? You know how like, Metal Jesus brings guests? Well, you know, you're oh. Metal Jesus.
3: I don't know. Are there any that you guys can think of off the top of your head? You
2: just... I, I have one. Um, it was based on a cartoon from the early to mid-90s that I didn't really watch. Uh, Biker Mice from Mars, I think it was called. Oh, my God. <laughs> but this is... <laughs> but the super nintendo game was this like isometric racing game but it was very well made uh, controlled really well i think it was developed by konami i think and the uh it was kind of like a mario kart-esque type of game where you had items that you can you know shoot you know the opponents and it was really well done you know great graphics isometric view which was kind of unique and uh, i enjoyed it a lot me and my older brother play that game you know a ton so that that'll be my choice uh, see, my, my issue with the Super Nintendo is that all the games that I've played
3: outside of, like, maybe, like, a couple Capcom, you know, Capcom, Konami, whatever games, you know, and, like, you know, the the, the big N is, like, all like, m- like kids-licensed crap, so I don't, I don't, honestly, like, I don't explore the Super Nintendo library beyond the more recognizable stuff for that reason. You know, that's probably why I prefer the Genesis, because there are some more obscure shit on, on the Genesis that's good, and super nintendo like what am i gonna play fucking you know am i gonna play the jungle book i don't i don't think so
1: <laughs> one game i really enjoyed playing with my roommate was super Bomberman. uh i don't really hear a lot of people talk about that and this is it's a fun one it's a fun kind of multiplayer-esque experience i think there might be some kind of adventure mode i don't remember there is uh but it's also
3: for yeah there's nice is.
1: uh as a kind of archive tribute here uh, I played Dragon Quest 1 through 3 the SNES remakes and I think there's a cart that allows you to play 1 through 6 uh, the Super Nintendo versions and that's important because 5 and 6 never actually came out in the west for the console So,
3: so how are you playing them?
1: Legally <laughs> Through legal means Let
0: me just put my eye patch down um, Okay boys and girls uh, Two of them let me tell you a story. And I believe they're both... No, no, one's Capcom, the other one's Konami. Hold on, I had to sit crisscross up sus. The sauce. The Capcom <laughs> one is Goof Troop. Goof Troop's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> it, especially if you're a twin, co-op means something. And uh, it's a co-op adventure game, isometric, where you're playing as Goofy and Max. And uh, if you can get somebody to play it with, it's freaking phenomenal.
3: Dude, I, no, dude, no, no joke. I've been playing my, my my Raspberry Pi, and I was playing that game with my mom, and we were having a blast playing through that game. Oh my god! And I love, and, and 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 I was having so much fun playing it. I was playing as Goofy, and she would fuck up and be like, "Fucking Christ, my come on, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch!" It <laughs> 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 like really upset Goofy. I don't know because like because like you have that move where you can like put your hands up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like he looks like he's just like fuck it, I'm over this, Max.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, if you ever get the chance it's to play that funny. co-op, they haven't made a game like that that I can recall in a long time, and it's really good. They need to re- do something with that. Z- that uh, Zelda,
3: Zelda Four Swords part of the co-op.
0: Yeah, it's kind of in that vein. Um, I'm surprised they haven't made something like that because it's so fun. Uh, and then Buster Bust Loose is a Tiny Toons game that's really yeah, good. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. That game is amazing.
0: I, I have, have t- that one, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. Uh, if you guys weren't able... or. Were, <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, if you guys were going to tell me that you couldn't do Chrono Trigger, I was going to default to that game and make you play that for the map. Out. I
3: have it. I've played it. <laughs>
0: yep. So <laughs> I, was, I was, I was reading. That's why I said let me know, and I was going to pull the trigger on
2: Tiny Toons Buster Bustle
0: Dude, I would have. I would have done that. You should have done that.
2: That game is a, It's amazing, actually. Uh, is that the one that um, had the? The football stage. Yep, in the Star Wars ending, in the Star Wars ending. <laughs> I <love> always <that laughs>
3: got to like the the second area or like whatever is like a Western theme area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always maybe. died there because I sucked because I was a kid.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, that's the first no. game I ever bought myself and completed, so it holds oh, a special cool. place in
2: my heart. Yeah, that game is it's is incredible.
0: I only
1: played the I think the Genesis version of Tiny Toons, if that's even, I, or maybe I'm misremembering it, but um, I really loved that game and i think it was
3: that one's different but it's still good
1: yeah so i'm sure Uh, i would love it
2: another kind of like hidden gem plat uh platformer it's um that that i enjoyed a lot is Arrow, the acrobat it was developed by sunsoft and kind of kind of a sad story because i remember you know i got my super nintendo with super metroid and then back then you know um Trading in was very common, so I traded in Super Metroid for a, a Link to the Past, and then I beat A Link to the Past, and I traded it in for Aero the Acrobat. Oh. <laughs> but it, it, it's actually an, a very good platformer, you know. Obviously, nowadays, you know, you know, it doesn't hold the same value as <laughs> first-party Nintendo titles, but it was it was a very fun uh, platformer that uh, surprised me. Anyone want to bring up Bubsy? I'm just kidding. Um, no, I I will also say Sparkster,
3: but fuck that game's expensive. So um, never, never mind. I've seen
1: footage. I just rather play Rocket Knight.
3: Uh, I mean, it's a sequel. And what what what's what's weird is that the Sparkster on on, on the Super Nintendo and the Sparkster on Genesis share the same name and the same box art. Completely different games. Hmm. Like I think the one on Super Nintendo plays more closely to the original Rocket Knight, and then the one on Genesis is kind of different.
1: It looks um, just like it but like a reduced version. The Genesis one is just so impressive.
3: Yeah. So, but it's still cool. Though. I mean, it's still a good. Like exclusive Super Nintendo platformer stuff. So.
2: Cool. What, what about uh, Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say what what about any uh, st- stinker games that, <laughs> that you guys... Thought.
3: Pac-Man 2, the new adventure. Who <laughs> wanted to play a game where you tell Pac-Man... You you don't control Pac-Man. You vaguely guide Pac-Man. You say, hey, Pac-Man, will you look over there and like get that thing of milk? And Pac-Man goes, uh... I'm gonna fucking piss off this bull instead, and he gets fucking kicked in the head, you know, then you die. Um, that's basically the game is like you trying to influence Pac-Man. Sometimes it's clever because it's like sometimes you have to like set up traps and like kind of like avoid things for him. So like you have to like hit it like like user slingshot to like hit a skateboard to get it out of the way, and then like use this and drop this, and he'll interact with it. But sometimes the puzzles make no sense at all. And Pac-Man is a fucking asshole. Like, there's a part where like this farmer gets mad if you walk through his farm. Um, But then there's like a thing of hay up above his head, and if you shoot the hay, it falls on him. It's a lot of hay. He's probably dead. And Pac-Man just kind of looks at him and snickers, and then keeps walking. I'm like, Pac-Man,
0: that man is dead. (laughs) (laughs) You you tried to get me to play that game. I played it for like 15 minutes before I was getting my hair cut. And I was like, there's it's, no it's, way I'm playing it. sucks, it. doesn't it? It's horrible. Yeah. It's
3: like one of those games that like, I know it sucks, but I like it because I played it so much as a kid. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. I never played that. <laughs> and I don't think I I, I want to. <laughs> Let's keep it that way.
0: There was a tank game I played on there that was just miserable. But I, I guess it was impressive. It was trying to go for a 3D tank simulator. Um, but it was boring as hell. Uh, and then, yeah, Wing Commander was, was not... Good.
1: <laughs> I've just known to stay away from a couple by reputation. My experience with the console is really limited because, I mean, the first time I really got to play Super Nintendo unabashed was with the mini. You know, I, I had some, you know, Game Boy Advance games, but that was it um, to that point. Uh, when I started trying Donkey Kong Country 3, it was just not the same coming fresh off of Country 1 and 2. Uh, it, the music sucks. The
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> In the it the beginning,
1: suck. it's pretty bad.
3: Everything else sucks, but
1: the music—it's farty. Suck. <laughs> it's like Bowser's back door farty.
3: <laughs> I don't know what game you played.
1: Bowser's Backdoor. Donkey Kong Party. Country Three, <laughs> Bowser's back door. <laughs> but Alex always takes the back, so we know that from yeah. Super sure. Mario World. true. And I don't know. Uh, so another game I couldn't get into was there's like a Contra game. It was just I was playing by myself. It was too hard, so.
3: Oh, Country 3?
1: I think so.
2: Yeah, for me, I guess, um, I took advantage of, you know, visiting my aunt here in Florida every year, you know, what, when I was living in South America. So, uh, in the mid-90s, I was a huge fan of the Orlando Magic um, team. You know, that's probably my favorite NBA team of all time. And Shaq Fu came at, at around that time, so I remember oh, yeah. renting that from Blockbuster and the game was bad. The game was, but I kept telling myself, you know, it can be bad. I love Sha- Shaquille O'Neal because he was back then, you know, in the Orlando Magic. So I was trying to force myself to enjoy the game, but that was it. it was it was pretty bad, but uh, it was just funny, you know, experiencing that, you know, live <laughs> back then. Oh, yeah. Um, think... And then also, uh, Rise of the Robots was a game that oh, I knew no. was bad. It got bad reviews, but it was one of the most like graphically impressive games. So i remember just renting that from blockbuster just to experience you know the graphical you know nature of the game um that was uh that, that was also another stinker that i that i played um and another one that i know you guys brought this up before and your in your uh, um you know, different episodes of the button mappers uh i own this game uh, up, uh i still own it uh pink panther goes to hollywood i know <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> i'm
2: ongoing joke but i bought that game i don't know why i think it was like super cheap i went to toys r us that game was dirt cheap and that was a horrible platformer um but i do have to say you know one thing that i'm i guess proud um and i don't know if, if it was just my cartridge but if you push the b button on the second player like controller it would activate like a debug mode where you could uh float or move your character freely around the screen <laughs> Whoa, cool. uh, don't ask me how uh, me and my older brother figured that out i think we just pressed you know b randomly one time and that was the only way we managed to use to to beat the game because that game was just awful like the, the control the controls were hard the physics were terrible and it was just a very hard game a uh, horrible like hit detection and all that so uh it was, it's one of those things that you know have so many fun, fun memories of actually discovering that you know pushing the B button on the second controller activated like a debug mode mm. and I remember trying that on emulators because in emulators you can kind of set up a second controller and it didn't work so I don't know if it was just more cartridge or um uh, maybe you have to have the physical you know version to to activate it but that was something that I thought it was uh, pretty funny hmm. that's interesting that's
1: fascinating. I've never put that cartridge in my console, but we have joked about it so much, I still own it. <laughs> oh, 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 you still have that copy? Yeah. it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, in the modern day, nowadays, what is your personal best way to experience the Super Nintendo? What would you, I guess, advise others based on your experience?
2: I always go for um, accessibility. And I think the easiest, maybe not the best way, but the easiest is just a Nintendo Switch online service. I know the selection is obviously super limited; it doesn't give you access to all the games, obviously. But it's a good way for a new like gamer to get their feet wet on the uh, Super Nintendo library. I mean, most of the heavy hitters are are in there. Um, obviously, emulation is another um, <laughs> easy way to to get into the uh, you know older games, um, but I, I I do, I do prefer to you know support you know developers and um, companies, and you know I don't mind paying the twenty bucks a year uh, to play the um, both the NES and the SNES uh, Nintendo Switch online service or whatever it's called. Mm. Silence.
0: <laughs> well, you're <for laughs> sure. No, I, um, the Switch the Switch is the most fun way to do it. Um, when all else fails, <laughs> you run to that computer and you download that shit. <laughs> That's what I do. All of it, honestly, most of it is, is emulation for me at this point. Yeah,
3: I mean, and I I can't disagree there. I, I my Switch and my Raspberry Pi are probably my two ways of playing SES games. But I will offer this though: is that um, if you ha- uh, you know if you really want to go out there and buy the cartridges and stuff. I would recommend maybe going for a third-party um, console option, like I have the RetroN Five. But you can get you know other other consoles by RetroN or like you know or other companies that, that make you know these these third-party HDMI you know uh, enabled consoles that kind of do give you a fun way to re-experience the cartridges you know on like a modern television. Um, so I think that could work if you want to get into you know like buying and collecting old SNES games.
1: One of the things I love the most about, I only did it for a year. Like I had the online service on the switch and it's 20 bucks for the year. I mean, you compare that to like PlayStation. I mean, you're, you're getting by scot free. You get a decent catalog of the pretty much the best of SNES games. So it's limited, but I mean, to be able to play super Metroid, Donkey Kong country, um, super Mario world, Yoshi's Island.
0: They don't have earthbound on there, do they?
1: One, two, no, but I'm getting there. Um, (laughs) i you know i did that and then i stopped supporting it and then any game that i've really wanted to go back and replay i've just bought from a virtual console on either the new 3ds or the wii u the both consoles have earthbound and they also have mother um beginnings um i think only on the the wii u but um that's my preferred way to go um but definitely there's a couple games if they're not accessible and you just can't get them why not fucking emulate I love the SNES mini for that too. You can actually there's a way to easily bring ROMs onto the thing. So, I don't really use my SNES mini that way, but I did have Dragon Quest 1 and 2 on there, so.
2: That's one thing that I wish Nintendo would would take a little bit more seriously, the virtual console. I I just want them to have a just put all the damn games out there and, you know, we'll buy them. But most importantly, I want them to have a linked service where because you know, I bought a ton of uh, virtual console games on, on my Wii. You know, back you know back in the day, um, and I don't have. Well, I, I do have access to them, but I had I remember I had to transfer them to my Wii U or something like that. No, you, you know, had to the, pay a dollar, right? You had to. Yeah, you had to pay something, and that you know, I as of recently, I'm trying to avoid buying uh, digital games on my uh, on Nintendo systems until they sort their accounts and services um you know because ideally you know you shouldn't be able or you shouldn't buy the same games you know over and over uh, each generation so yeah. up until they have a good solution where if you buy you know super mario world you know you should get the license and be able to re-download that game for every you know upcoming system or generation there's no excuse i mean these are older games that run on fairly uh, simple emulators so uh, I'll be more than glad to rebuy all my virtual console games that I bought on the Wii, but uh, Nintendo has to reassure me that, you know, it, it'll be a license that will be able to You will be able to play on the switch Two and switch three or whatever their upcoming systems will will be called You know, you know
0: who's having that same problem. The only people that have got, gotten this right is Microsoft is a uh, yes. Sony's having this problem
2: Yes, uh, that's a huge uh, <sighs> topic right now with the PS3 and PSP and, and, and the Vita uh, How, hard is down. How hard huh? is that? How hard is that? They're not closing
3: anymore, okay? Put a They're PS... not closing anymore. <laughs>
2: just, for put now. A P... just put a PS1
0: emulator on the PS5. I'm pretty sure it can handle no, it. No, it's impossible. <laughs> 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 or you can <just laughs> take the Terry solution and go with GOG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get Chrono Cross hey, on give GOG. give you games.
2: Yeah. It's complicated man. I know the ps3 was a on outlier. It has a very specific Architecture, you know the cell technology or whatever But at least you know the PlayStation now service for example where you can stream games I mean, there's no excuse. Come on Sony. Just put all your damn games ps3 games in there um, I'm, I'm so scared because you know the ps3 is my biggest collection physical collection um, but I'm down to just one a PS3 I've owned like three or four units and they all surely but surely have you know crapped out uh, so I'm on my last uh, PS3 Slim right now so I'm a little bit scared I think I'm going to play a couple PS3 games later this year some of the exclusive ones that I know won't be coming back or you know hopefully they do in the future but I think uh, props to Microsoft I think they're the ones handling the uh, the backwards uh, you know games uh, very very well.
3: Yeah, Bruno and his ps3. How long will
1: it last? Let's <laughs> Start the every, the, countdown. Time, the ps3
2: intellectual discourse <laughs> is How is Microsoft it? getting it right? What are they doing? You
0: know. uh,
2: like a lot of the Xbox one like no, not Xbox one the original Xbox games are playable on the Xbox one and also playable on the Xbox series X and S uh, most of the 360 games are playable on the Xbox One and the Series X and S, so um, and you A can lot play of them are downloadable
0: little... too. Yeah,
2: yeah, and they're downloadable. So...
1: But did they fix the download problem that you're having? Like where you can easily reaccess ones that you've bought previously on different systems?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you bought something on on the 360 digitally, you still have it. Okay. Yeah, I totally you. And and what he's talking about, for example, is that the Xbox One and Series X don't exactly play the games. But if I have a copy of, say, you know, uh you know, of the Old Republic, and I pop it into my Xbox One, it'll read the disc, tell that I have the the disc and the license, and it'll download a version of that game for me to my console. Mm. So it's pretty fucking smart.
1: Yeah, that actually saves discs in the long run. So that's pretty good. Knowing like my experience with these PS One games right now, it's just. I'm not having a good time trying to replay <laughs> like yeah
3: like you basically yeah. just use the disc as a key and like you have to keep it in into play but if it's not playing off the disc it's playing like a you know like a download version
2: cool it's 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 a definitely a dilemma man and i'm i'm, I'm so scared because even because you can say okay I, I have physical games you know i can al- al- always play them if i have the original system but for example my uh psp um the battery crapped out um so sure i can always buy a battery on ebay or whatever but it scares me you know what if my 3ds craps out you know those batteries you know they you know they're at one point they're gonna crap out or you know have that bulge problem where the batteries just you know kind of like explode or something um so i'm so scared you know because i have a a lot of 3ds games i have a a lot of vita games so that's why i i kind of enjoy the game boy advance for example because all you need is uh you know, A batteries, and you're good to go. You know, those systems can last for for a lifetime, but anything that's battery operated, it's uh, it's a problem. Mm. Sega Game Gear confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> you better squint your eyes for the Game
1: Gear Micro. <laughs> cool. Um, I did have kind of that bloodthirsty SNES 16-bit question but i think we could skip that we could save that for a community question or something what is it what is it it? (laughs) we'll save it i don't want to cut throat the answer
0: is super nintendo next question the
1: answer is whatever spencer says but the opposite (laughs) the regular nintendo right so that's not the opposite, that, that's not the opposite. Is, i could see that okay. it's super that, or it's regular it's not the other. opposite
3: that's not the opposite
1: i accept that well i mean there's a burger either superman a, or there's a hamburger there's and then a
3: deluxe cheeseburger <laughs> are not the opposite <laughs>
1: what's the opposite of cheeseburger
3: i don't know like a taco or something
1: <laughs> Bruno, can you confirm
2: no i feel like i feel
0: like the genesis of this question has created controversy so let's just move on to the next one
1: the graphics are really turbo for me so i'm gonna you know yeah
0: let's just (laughs) skip it. i'm gonna
1: mega drive our way on to the closing statements what guys what are your closing statements about the super nintendo what's relevant for you (laughs) what's legacy (laughs) you have a volunteer standing i couldn't do it spencer laughed i was trying to go all in for donkey kong month go ahead Alex. it's not
3: donkey kong month right
1: um
3: i don't know the super nintendo's pretty cool that's all i
0: got the super nintendo it to me is the pinnacle of what people call retro uh, it's it's if if everyone says they like the retro style to me it's they're often referring to the NES but they really mean the Super Nintendo because it looks a little crisper and they mastered the home console um, side scrolling eight bit or sorry sixteen bit look the Game Boy Advance you could argue did it better but it wasn't a home console it was a handheld and it didn't have the same kind of appeal so the Super Nintendo is where it was the main stage retro look and I think they got it perfect as as they could and then uh, obviously ushered in the transition to 3D where we kind of started over. So And the Genesis
3: we know did it better, but we're going to ignore that today. I
1: really like the Super Nintendo. I think it's not a system I grew up with, so my nostalgia isn't there in the sense of the games, but with the characters it definitely is and I think the games based around those characters are really damn good. It's more than a historical time marker. You know, I've said that about Dragon Quest 1 through 3. I think they're interesting, but they're like historical show pieces no these are really damn good games and they're kind of timeless in a sense i really have loved going back and investigating where it all began and just the minds behind these projects and so i've you know i think we've proven it here on the button mappers we've done like five four super nintendo map outs to this point and it's only increasing so i love the system well basically what it represents and the library attached to it bruno you get the last word
2: Sure, yeah, I I agree with um, Spencer, I think it's the pinnacle of retro gaming and obviously for me, you know, it's, uh, you know, nostalgia trip, I have, I guess, unbiased or very biased opinion, you know, because of my, um, you know, memories of the system with friends and classmates and, um, you know, traveling to the US, Toys R Us, Blockbuster and you know south america saving money to get those games but uh yeah it's a part of my childhood um and you know i have a lot of fond memories and i but i think you know when you look at it from a um you know unbiased point of view i think it's undeniable that you know it has a extremely uh strong library uh revolutionary games you know the donkey kong country games the graphics were amazing uh killer instinct you know the fx uh chip you know with the Star Fox games, stunt racer um yeah it's a it's an incredible system and um one that you know definitely um helped nintendo uh stand out in the in the 1990s doesn't have streets of rage
3: doesn't have streets of rage
2: (laughs) well said bruno
1: uh that will conclude us for donkey kong month thank you for joining oh and what's your favorite donkey kong character
2: um, I think I'll stick with uh, DK, you know, the original um, yeah, Donkey Kong Country. The, the first one, I already said it, you know, it's my favorite game out of the trilogy. Unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people, I think the second one is, I think, objectively better, you know, better graphics, you know, better ideas. But uh, DK is my favorite character, you know, got to stick with the OG.
1: So who would win in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong or King K. Rule?
3: I mean, we've, we've seen this happen many uh, <laughs> times. So Do you have a better
1: matchup? How about what was what's a Killer Instinct character? <laughs> <laughs> is it Ful- Kong?
3: or is somebody yeah, from yeah. Killer yeah, Instinct? Ful- Fulgore? DK versus Fulgore? <laughs> All right,
2: give us the rundown, Bruno. Man, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with DK, you know, just the, the, the nostalgia. Wow, versus Ful- Fulgore? <laughs> even though Fulgore is my favorite uh, fighter in KI, you know, Killer Instinct. So, um, yeah, just got to go with the uh, nostalgia. <laughs> The Donkey Kong
1: month continues.
2: It's Next not Donkey time.
3: Kong month. In Donkey
1: Kong, it's versus not
3: Donkey Kong Maldor? month. We didn't start <laughs> Donkey Kong month. We're not ending Donkey Kong month. Maldor. It's not Donkey Kong month.
0: <laughs> Caldor. So get your bananas, because we're coming for you.
3: We're like Gwen Stefani. This shit is bananas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, see y'all next time. See ya.
3: Hey, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to them button mappers.